0: Hey, what's up, podcast peeps? Randy Gage here. Hope you're enjoying your workout, your plane ride, your uh, treadmill, or whatever you're doing while you're listening to this. I've got a quick announcement for you guys uh, who are here on the podcast because I know many of you just hear me here and you, you don't follow my blog or social media. So I want you to know, if you don't, I did an event called Tribal. It was for influencers, coaches, consultants, authors, speakers, thought leaders of any kind, agents of change. Uh, And I did it last year, and it was the most powerful event I have ever conducted. Uh, And I knew, it's a four-day event, and I knew halfway through it, wow, I, I have got to make this an annual event. So it's for people who want to write a book or already write, people who want to become professional speakers and do keynotes for companies or do public workshops and seminars and people who want to blog and YouTube and social media and, and make an impact, really make... Uh, you know alter the trajectory of the universe even if it's just by a millimeter so that's what that event is about and I'm going to invite you to go to the website and see what it's about and I want to warn you it's not a low price ticket it's a very high price point but it comes with a 1 million dollar guarantee plain and simple and you're the judge of it by the way uh, so don't even think about the, the price because the investment to go to it is really irrelevant because first of all, I'm going to finance it from, for you so you can pay me out of what you earn from what the extra income you produce from what you learn at the tribal event and if you don't see in the first day and a half how you can earn an additional $1 million with what I'm teaching you, then you just let me know, hey, I'm going home and we and that's it. There's no charge for you. Complete 100% guarantee. You and you alone are the judge. So do me a favor, do yourself a favor. Go to tribalevent.com and read the whole thing. If you're ready to make a real difference in the world, then I want you to check that out, tribalevent.com. Okay, enjoy the podcast. Hey, it's Randy Gage, and you're listening to the Power Prosperity Podcast. Hey, let's talk about the prosperity element in jobs, being an entrepreneur, and discovering your assignment. Hey, guys, Randy here. You probably have been taught that work is unnecessary evil, that um, you, you take a job or you do your job or you do your work and the idea is you, you go and you do that, so then that allows you to have the free time so you can really live life and do the things that you want to do. And I want to tell you, if you have been taught that belief, you need to blow it up and get rid of it because that is total lack consciousness. And it's an extremely limiting belief um, because work and your opportunity to do work is one of the greatest blessings in life. There's a a spiritual element to work, I believe. Uh, Back in the 90s, I think it was, I'm doing a uh, business congress with Nicholas Hayek, who was the founder of Swatch. And uh, so we were doing a uh, press conference a couple days before the event, uh, with the TV and the radio and the newspapers to promote the event. And at that time, nick I can't remember how old he was, but he, Nicholas probably was in his 70s. Um, so we're doing the conference and this reporter asks him, um, young reporter says, you know, you're however old he was at the time. Have you ever thought about when you're going to retire? And Nicholas looked at that kid like he had called his mother a whore. And he said, Entrepreneurs are artists. And artists never retire. And I just love that. And it just spoke to my soul because I had actually tried to retire. For some of you who followed me all the time for a long time, you know, when I was 40, I said, That's it. I'm going to retire. I'm going to race cars and play softball and drink out of a coconut. And. I just, I, I couldn't, I didn't even last a year. I felt like work was a really important, vital, integral part of my life. Uh, and uh, so you, if you read the Mad Genius book, you know, I, I shared that story in there. We work to learn. We work to evolve. We work to contribute. I think we work to stay in sync with the energy of the world. You know, the last Prosperity TV, we talked about the energy of money and how everything at its ultimate level is energy vibration. I think there's a synchronicity with the energy of working. Uh, when you're working, you're loving life, you're living life. Uh, and work, we need to work because work is part of how we fulfill your assignment. That assignment, which the universe has created, especially just for you. And your role in life is to discover your assignment, and then your next assignment, and then your next assignment. And the fascinating thing that I've discovered is that the universe will never give you your next assignment until you're overqualified for your current one. <laughs> So let's talk about, I get a lot of questions about work, uh, so let's look at it from a prosperity standpoint, um, the prosperity consciousness of work and jobs and business and, and, and how that fits into this bigger issue of discovering your assignment and, and working in, in the spiritual, in the loving sense of appreciation and gratitude. Uh, So the questions I get a lot when I'm doing seminars or on the blog or whatever is, is it better to be an entrepreneur than to have a job? Uh, Are some jobs better than others? Are some more spiritual than others? Are some better for manifesting prosperity than others? And then uh, what I get a lot is, hey, you know, I'm not getting the job I really want. I'm, I'm not qualified or haven't earned or nobody's offering me the the job that I really want to do and I don't want to take this crappy low-paying job or I don't want to take this job doing things that I don't enjoy, a job that I don't love. Um, So what do I do? So let's get after it and explore each of those a little bit deeper. Uh, On the issue of Being an entrepreneur versus an employee. I have to tell you, my consciousness has definitely evolved on this. If you would have talked to me 10 years ago, I would have been very judgmental. And uh, I believe that everyone, every smart person, savvy person, prosperous person, should strive to be an entrepreneur. And you know what? Uh, I don't believe that anymore. My thinking has evolved on that. Because I've just recognized two things. Number one is that everyone is not cut out to be an entrepreneur. In other words, that's not their thing. Um, It's just not their style. It's not what they... It's not who they are. And if you don't... And and being an entrepreneur, this is... I mean, it's, uh, uh, you know, I think... uh, Elon Musk described it as, uh, you know, chewing glass and staring into the abyss or some kind of really colorful description like that. Uh, It is. I mean, when you're worried about, you know, what you go through as an entrepreneur, am I going to make payroll? Uh, You know, these people are all counting on me. I have all these employees and I'm responsible, all these hungry beaks that I've got to feed. Um... There's this uncertainty. There's nobody who's guaranteeing you a paycheck. Uh, it's, It's a real unique personality type that is comfortable as an entrepreneur. And the people who are comfortable as entrepreneurs, we're not comfortable as employees. I'm psychologically unemployable. If I take a job at some point my boss or I, one of us, is going to be dead because that's just not my thing. I don't, it's not my personality type. But there are other people that I recognize their personality type is they love the structure and the environment and the security. And you know what? One is not better than the other. One is not superior than the other. You And here's the second thing I discovered about it is you can be an employee, you can have a job, you can have a position and still create wealth and still become prosperous. What does the person who runs Disney Studios make? Yeah, Roger Goodell, uh, he's the commissioner of the National Football League here in the States. He makes like $40 million a year. Uh, what does Tim Cook make an apple? So you know what? You can have a job and still manifest prosperity. You don't have to be an entrepreneur to become wealthy. So let's get that out of the way. That Go with your personality type. Certainly explore, check both uh, models out, see what really speaks to you, and then go with the track that works right for you. Now, the question about are some jobs better than others? Are they better for manifesting prosperity? Here's what I would tell you on that. The rain doesn't pick and choose. The rain is there for the trees. The rain is there for the flowers. The rain is there for the olive olive groves. Um, A surgeon is not a better job than a plumber. Uh, (coughs) excuse me, Uh, you know, stay away from that judgmental thing uh, because, uh, you know, how's the surgeon going to operate in the hospital if the sewage system doesn't work, right? Every job is vital in the bigger picture of thing. It's very interdependent. We all rely on each other. And to me, the only considerations that are valid, when we're evaluating jobs or potential jobs, is can you do that job to add value and solve problems? And any job, just like any business, same principle, you hear me talk about it all the time in the blog or Prosperity TV, add value, solve problems. That's where wealth is created. Um, The other thing that I think is important is no exploitation. Right. There are some jobs, just like there are some businesses, that you could, be, be, you could make money or become uh, successful at them by exploiting and taking advantage of other people. And that is total poverty consciousness. And that's not something that you want to consider. So uh, uh, if it means being a drive through clerk at the taco stand, if it's digging ditches, if it's whatever, that's still, that's moving toward prosperity. That's moving toward your assignment. And that kind of leads, ties into this other question I get about step, what I would call stepping stone jobs. Where, and this is the question people say, well... Uh, you know, the only jobs I can get are fast food ones or this or that. Minimum wage jobs. And that's not. I don't love that. That's not a job I love. I I want to find a job I love. Okay, great. The best time to get a job is when you already have one. The worst time to get a job is when you're out of work. So take the job. That's the stepping stone job. I got to tell you, I mean, I have been a minimum wage dishwasher. I have worked construction. I remember doing day labor where I would show up at manpower office and you would just show up and hope that some temporary job came in. And I remember one of the jobs I got one day, they sent me to a warehouse where a forklift had knocked over a pallet of printing paper, meaning The reams of paper, the eight and a half by 11 inch, you know, uh, uh, reams of paper. So a pallet load of them spread out all over the floor of this warehouse, millions, literally millions of pieces of paper. And my job was crawling around picking up all this paper and putting it in garbage bags and carrying it to dumpster. Now, you know what? I didn't love doing that work. But you know what I loved? I loved the fact that I got a job for that day and I was going to get a paycheck and earn money. So I was solving a problem and adding value and somebody was willing to pay me for it. So my thoughts on this from a prosperity standpoint is for these stepping stone jobs and really any job is I want you to get a job that you love. And you may need to go through two or five stepping stone jobs uh, like i say i i washed dishes i i did all kind of minimum wage or what some people would call menial or non-important or non-prosperous jobs i didn't see it that way i thought well this is how i learn. this is how i develop skills this is how i build my experience Build my resume so that if I do this job well, I will have the opportunity to do others. And I went from a dishwasher to a cook, from a cook to a host, from a host to a waiter, from a waiter to a manager trainee, manager trainee to assistant manager, uh, assistant manager to manager, and then I was training all of the managers for the Chicago division for a a nationwide restaurant company. And it started with being a minimum wage dishwasher. So my, I I believe from a prosperity standpoint, it's when you get a job you don't love, do the job with love. So if you're working there at the drive-thru and somebody orders the number four chicken sandwich combo, I want you to prepare that combo like it's for your grandmother. You're working construction. You're building a house. I want you to to take the care and the joy and the love when your work, when you build that house, as though you were building it for your mother to move in. Be the best employee that you can be. Add value and solve problems and that will lead you to higher, and higher, and higher levels of prosperity. Uh, Kahil Gibran, I, I think he, in the book The Prophet, he, he, when they ask The Prophet about work, he says something to the effect of, if you can't do your job with love, then quit your job, become a beggar, go down to the temple and beg for alms from the people who do love their job. And that, I believe, is the kind of mindset you should have. That's where the prosperity consciousness comes in with all of this. So, let me know what you think. i love to hear from you guys, and do me a favor. I want you to practice the circulation law of prosperity, and please tell people about the podcast. Uh, maybe take a screenshot of your phone while you're playing it. post that on Twitter, post that on Facebook. Uh, please, that's what I, all I ask for you. There's no charge for this. I'm not doing ads on these. All I ask is that you spread the message of prosperity and tell people about the Power Prosperity podcast. All right, guys, have an amazing day.